Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dreams podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier. And we are here to talk all things Disney, from the theme parks, the movies, the TV shows, the video games, anything Disney, we will talk about it. Um, so it's been a while. It's been about uh, three weeks since we've done this. Um, so we got a lot to catch up on. Um, so we'll pretty much get right into it. We don't want to waste your time. And we don't want to waste our time. <laughs> it's a weeknight. It's right after Memorial Day. We gotta get this uh, get this stuff done. Um, we're coming up on a year since I've been in Disneyland Paris. See how fast that goes. I know. That goes by so fast. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we'll hit it up with uh, we'll hit it up with some soft news first. We'll we'll get you kind of rolling in the deep here um disney security is phasing out item bins guests now will walk through metal detectors with their belongings oh i did not see that that's interesting yeah how does that work i don't know because isn't it supposed to detect <laughs> like if your items have metal when, when it, i mean isn't that just disguising the other metal i don't know yeah, I was gonna say unless I mean, if it goes off and then they still have to wand you or something. I don't know. Just seems weird. And that's it. That's all the news we missed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let's see. We got a lot of rumors and we got some breaking news. And by breaking news, I mean maybe breaking news like two weeks ago. So we'll. <laughs> uh, we're actually what they mean when they say late breaking. Uh. <laughs> Um, let's see here. We got, let me skip the rumors. We'll get those at the end. We got some news. Well, tomorrow is the dedication of Galaxy's Edge, and that's going to be live streamed. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's going to be live streamed. The dedication for Galaxy's Edge, May 29th, um, at... 11.20 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.20 p.m. Pacific. Um, it's going to be live streamed where? On, like, the Disney Parks blog? On Disney Parks blog for the live stream or check out their YouTube channel. Oh. Um, let's see here. We got uh, some other news about Galaxy's Edge. Let's stay with it since it's opening up this week. Um, May 31st is the official opening date. Guests who want to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge from May 31st to June 23rd will need theme park admission uh, and a no-cost reservation to visit the land, as we've said previously. Merchandise will also be available for those without a Galaxy's Edge reservation. Uh, you can head over to Tomorrowland in Disneyland Park and up to the upper level of Star Wars Launch Bay. This is in, you know... California, not ours. 
because uh, we still have a few months until our opening. Alright. You can also find items at The Emporium, Star Trader, Pooh Corner, Elias & Co. in California Adventure, World of Disney in the Downtown Disney District, and shops at the Disneyland Hotel. If you are looking for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening day merchandise that actually has like the date and all that information on there, and annual pass holder items, Disneyland Park is where you would go while supplies last. The best selection, you would visit the Emporium or the upper level of Launch Bay, Star Trader, or Pooh Corner. Um, that's pretty much it for uh, the for the merchandise news on there. Um, let's see here. So yeah, we're, we're um. Sticking with Galaxy's Edge here. Uh, got a lot of news coming in about Galaxy's Edge since it's opening. You know, very briefly over there. People have actually been... Uh, this is... We don't have any, like, roundup of reviews or anything. But I do know, you know, cast member previews have been going on in Galaxy's Edge. They've been having celebrities. Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi, went and saw Galaxy's Edge. A few Lucasfilm employees have gone and seen Galaxy's Edge. So, uh, you know, people have seen it. Uh, you know, and been able to probably ride, um, the Rise of the Resistance ride. Right. Or, sorry, which one's opening first? The Millennium Falcon ride. That's what Yeah, it is. yeah. Um, what's that one called? The again? Millennium Falcon, Smugglers, um, Smugglers Yeah, something like that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, o- Olga's Cantina, which is in Galaxy's Edge, it's going to feature beverages by big name craft brewers and cider makers, as well as a small name Sonoma winery. Um, they will make beer, wine, and cider that comes to uh, specifically Oga's Cantina. Boston Beer will be there, Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, Ballast Point. Um, See, we also have Star Wars references in the name of the drinks, like Bad Motivator IPA. We have White Wampa Ale, Gold Squadron Lager, Gamorrean Ale, and Spice Runner. So those are your... um, Yeah, alcoholic drinks at Olga's Cantina, which is the first spot in Disneyland Park... That you can get alcohol. Well, and let's see. We have uh, super against. What'd you say? I said some people are super against the drinking being in different parks and stuff. Yeah, I remember when it was pretty big at um, in Magic Kingdom when that happened. Um, They only want it in Epcot, basically. Yeah, but Disneyland Park, I, I can see why people would be more object to it because it's been there by itself since 1955 without it. Right, um, right. So this is like the first time in a long time uh, that this is, you know, 60-some years, 63 years or so, 64 maybe years. I, maybe I'm, like, oblivious. I don't know, but I don't feel like I see a lot of, like, trash people, you know what I mean, walking 
Not at Magic Kingdom because I mean, and probably Disneyland because you're probably going to be limited. Uh, I know Magic Kingdom originally. I'm not sure if it's still this way. It was it was just be our guest, you know? So you're not right. getting you're probably not getting through too many at be our guest. And if you are, uh, I guess good on you. I mean, I, don't know. Uh, I mean the dinner. I mean the dinner was long, but I mean, uh, I I just couldn't see slamming back tons of alcoholic beverages while I'm in be our guest you know yeah it, you're not gonna even remember the night then you know remember the day yeah. and for how expensive it is <laughs> you want to <laughs> even if it tastes awful um some of the stuff I still have to upload those videos is what I gotta do upload oh, the videos what? of me trying stuff at be our guest oh yeah um, so the ABC Commissary reopened on May 25th, and it is uh, it got new paint, new carpets, new seating. Wow. Uh, the exterior looks all done up. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite restaurants to eat at. It does look... Um, Pretty Did dang it nice. Anything um, menu-wise? I don't think so. It's mostly just these chairs and here. I'll send you a picture of what it looks like now. Maybe you can put this up um, and get people's thoughts on what ABC Commissary looks like now. But I'm sending that over to you. This is just probably the best view of it uh, to kind of see how different it is. Let's see. Oh yeah. Yeah, they still have, like, posters of, you know, ABC shows on the walls and stuff. But it looks a little bit more modern. Probably a little bit more comfortable with brand new seats and chairs. So. Yeah. Looks nice, though. Um, Alright, we also got H2 Glow Nights at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. Um... It looks like originally this article was supposed to be saying that, guess what, Forky is coming to H2O Nights, um, Glow Nights at Typhoon Lagoon, but Disney Parks blog has edited their original list of offerings and corrected that the Forky is an inflatable, I guess like an inflatable thing to stand in front of, I don't know. So, people were getting excited, don't get excited, it's not Forky meet and greet. Just an inflatable. Um, let's go back to Hollywood. I should have kept all this together. Um, so, we know that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was delayed. Um, and this is saying that we know that it is back uh, ahead of schedule and opening in spring of 2020. Uh, the targeted opening date is now earlier, set for February of 2020 at Hollywood Studios. Uh, Toontown Disneyland Park, it has 2022 right now. But. Wow. Well, that's because they just pretty much said that they were adding it there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, what are your thoughts on uh, February, good time or bad time? Uh, I don't think it's a bad time. I'm excited for it to be February day. because if we go down in March like we're supposed to, um, yeah, then, you're then we're able to ride it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's bad. 
Um, I think it was just spring of 2020. So now you're looking at it's uh, February's not spring. So you're looking at it ending earlier. You know, g- getting done earlier than anticipated. Gotcha. I was just wondering timelines, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's bad. Yeah, I'm. All, hey, I I was happy to read February 2020 because if it's done by then, I am able to write it. Uh, in in it's like next year. Six months after Galaxy's Edge. Right, which is crazy, <laughs> because this doesn't but, seem to have as much stuff as Galaxy's Edge had going on. Yeah, but it's good too, though, because it's like they are slowly starting to open up a lot of stuff over mm-hmm. there, so that's good. It's kind of like in increments, but at least it's not forever. It's not super super long six months, you know, and then it just adds another thing to kind of weed out some of the traffic you know yeah okay so guess what is coming back to california adventure soaring the soaring over california yeah soaring over california is returning um june 1st to june 30th uh some people think that this is to kind of distract from galaxy's edge uh i'm gonna take issue with that i'm gonna take issue with that Because who the hell is like, I'm going to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, soaring over California's back? Never mind. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not going to get away from it. It's just going to give them something else to do. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I just, the way it was worded in this article, it's like, there's no way that is actually the reason. I, I... I, I think the reason is you get more people in there. And maybe you disperse some crowds, but, I mean, that's in a whole nother park. And it's like, I mean, it's only for 30 days. And I, I, I get that those 30 days overlap with Galaxy's Edge, but I, I just can't see soaring over California being this driving force of, all right, kids, we got to run out of Galaxy's Edge and, and go over. And the thing is, too, Galaxy's Edge has a... Um, has the reservation so if you don't have a reservation it doesn't matter uh if there's other offerings or not and even though soaring would already be offered there so what's so special about soaring over california i get it people probably like it more because it's the original my my thought is why did they even change soaring over california they could have kept soaring over california in california yeah i know i saw a lot of people share about that though say how happy they were especially for the citrus scent or whatever go get an air freshener i know i mean i i miss the orange smell too but i mean it's it's nothing to like i gotta run out the california adventure right now it's probably maybe more for locals maybe more for locals but all right and let's get cracking to the rest of these which are rumors so we're gonna oh, actually you know we got one more detailed one um so there is an expansion of marvel star wars and frozen themed lands in walt studios park walt disney studios park in paris oh okay with a new lake being the focal point um so they got some more information this is from um disney uh, Walt Disney World News Today, WDW News Today. Now, I'm sure they probably got this from Parks Blog or something. Um, 
So you have a, a lake, the new leisure hub of Walt Disney Studios Park. Uh, it'll be a unique entertainment stage with a 360 viewing area. Um, kind of like, I guess, the Rivers of Light. You know, how they can kind of oh, have okay. stuff going on there. Um, so this hub is going to be, this lake is going to be, um, a gateway to universes that surround it, like a new area inspired by Frozen. Uh, it'll be a recreation of the famous Port of Arendelle at the base of a 40 meter high mountain. Nearby, fans of Star Wars will get their own, to live their own adventure in an area dedicated to a galaxy far, far away. Um, with each... Both of these areas will be complete experiences with each featuring not only a major attraction, but a dining location, shops, character encounter opportunities. I mean, from the picture... I see Arendelle. I don't really see the Star Wars area in the picture. I'm assuming it's just going to be Galaxy's Edge. Um, okay, so let's get into rumors. This is what is our bread and butter as we, um, you know, we can actually discuss these more in depth (laughs) than, um, just news articles. So, originally, this is a rumor here, Ratatouille, the ride, was supposed to open in 2021 before the anniversary. Um, it is now... Ahead of schedule. It looks like it's... uh, Last year, WDW News Today says that it was aiming for a May 2020 opening uh, for the ride. If their sources are to be believed, the targeted opening date is now April 2020. No. So it could be really soon. 2020 might be the year. Well, no, I mean, Guardians and all will still be. Right, right. But, you know, since you live down there, you could definitely go up there and ride Ratatouille. Well, yeah, for the next couple of years, we're going to have something new a lot. Yep, I've been there, done that, over in Paris, so. Yeah, yeah. Rub it in, Yeah, know. here's a fun one. Um, we've talked about this a bit before, that Wreck-It Ralph might replace Stitch's Great Escape. Oh, yeah. Um, Is it confirmed? It's not confirmed. This is a rumor. We're in the rumor right now. Um, So, according to sources uh, from WDW News Today, not from us, so I don't have any sources, uh, the new Wreck-It Ralph, it would be a Wreck-It Ralph attraction, and it would use the theaters in the round uh, from Great Escape. So, you know, like something in the middle and then people seated around. Uh-huh. But it would attach video game style controllers to every guest seat. With these controllers, guests would somehow be able to play an interactive role in the show. Given, you know, this says given that Ralph and his friends are video game characters, this does make sense, you think? Uh, how this would all work exactly is unknown. But in the age of attractions like Smuggler's Run, it doesn't seem outrageous to have the, these more interactive Mostly screen-based offerings pop up. They said it should be coming to Tomorrowland by 2022, right after the opening of Tron in 2021. 
be bad. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you like the idea of, you know, an interact? It almost seems like a game, right? Like a interactive show, I guess, with Ralph characters. Um, I'm just trying to think of what's going to be in the center of the auditorium thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it would have to include a little bit more than just a game type of thing. Like, I don't know, I'm guessing there'd be some kind of movement still in your seat, right? Yeah, I guess they also have to have somebody jump on your shoulders, right? I mean, <laughs> happens yeah. in, like, every iteration of that ride. Um, but, um, I don't know, there was something else I was going to say about something totally different, so I just keep thinking about that, but... <laughs> Um, I mean, but I think it'd be cool, and I would love to see a Ralph thing there. I would like to see that space used, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely, you never want open, like, deserted lands, right? You don't want deserted areas of the park or attractions. You want that stuff filled up or replaced as soon as possible to, one, keep guests, um... You need capacity for the guests, right? Um, yeah. But uh, also just because it doesn't look good. You know, it's, it's like walking through a mall and seeing all the empty shops, you know, with the four lease signs up. Right. That's what I kind of equate to. You know, sometimes you're walking through a mall and you're like, I was walking through a mall when I was out of town uh, near Pittsburgh. And, man, that mall almost had nothing inside of there. Um, oh, I've come across that a lot lately. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they had like a Ross in there or whatever, and a really? Marshalls or whatever. But they, it may have been Marshalls, um, and like a food court, and a Books a Million, this cool collectible store uh, that was in there. Um, but it was weird. Like some of the shops were accessible from the outside. I mean, I guess that's kind of like how ours are are here. You know, like Sears or whatever. Oh, but it looked right. almost more like a strip. You know what I'm saying? Where you have, like, almost like a shopping center. It doesn't look like a mall. You know, like, it seemed like there was only one... How am I... Like, there was only one side to enter, you know? And it was like, you park in front of it and you walk in. You could also exit further out the side, further by the food court. But there wasn't, like, a back to it where you walk out. Gotcha. Get what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. It had a GameStop, but then other than that, it was like a lot of just closed up places in there. It was kind of crazy uh, to see. I feel like every mall that we visited around here that's not the mall that was right by our house mm-hmm. is like that. Like, just barely anything left in there. Kind of like, just not dumpy looking, but you know what I mean, just... Right. I mean, it's happening around me, too. I mean, if you go to Bel Air Mall, there's tons of... I mean, Charlotte Roos just went out of business, right? That was in there. Um, you know, whatever was Sun is empty now. Uh, it's... Well, it's one of the bouncy places now. Um, That's weird. And, um, like, the hair cuttery is gone. The other... Wow. The other place where you got your haircuts gone out of there. Um, it's... It's kind of crazy. It's like you walk in and you just see all the... And that's what it kind of reminds me of when you walk through, like, Tomorrowland and you have Stitch's Great Escape is closed, you know? Like, it's just like, oh, what are they doing with that? Oh, nothing. Same thing when you walk through, like, Epcot and you get to, like, 
that old land, you know, that old pavilion, the body, yeah. you know, with the body wars and stuff that's not used at all. Um, it's just like almost, and you know, and sometimes you don't even recognize it. You're just kind of like, you don't even walk over there because you nothing's been there for a while. But if you're like somebody brand new that never been to the park, you're gonna walk up there and be like, uh, "What is this? Is there anything here?" Or no. So I mean, definitely. I mean, three years. I, I feel like one. We'll have to find if this is true. We'll find out in maybe about three months or less uh, when D twenty three happens, whatever month that is. I think it's usually August. Because um, they have to announce it if it's three years out. They, they you know, like what. They gotta announce it. I mean, they usually announce stuff as we talked about a few weeks ago. Four or five years out of the, you know, Galaxy's Edge was announced in 2015. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was announced in 2017. You know, Mickey's Runaway Railway was announced in 2017. You know, we're getting to like that three-year to five-year range, so they gotta start announcing this if it's actually gonna happen. And if it's not gonna happen. What are you doing with the space? It can't just be a stitch meet and greet all the time. Yeah. You gotta do something. You know? Anyway. Off my soapbox. <laughs> and we're getting over to the next rumor. Yeah, I told you we got a lot of these. Epcot's the sea and land pavilion to be demolished. I don't know how much I believe this one. Now, where's that one? Which one? The Sea and Land Pavilion. Sea is Nemo. Land is uh, soaring. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that. I thought that's what it was, but I was like, I don't... I don't know. I can't imagine. It says both would be completely bulldozed. Why? Sometime between 2024 and 2026. And then what are they going to do with soaring? It's like their number one ride. The Land Pavilion is currently home with Living with the Land and Soaring. A new film called Awesome Planet is debuting in January 2020. Why would you debut a new film if you're going to get rid of it? Um, Four years later, I mean. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't believe it. Uh... Soaring is one of the premier attractions. They would have to find a way to... And they just remodeled it and added the new theater. The only way this wouldn't surprise me, because it seems like there's been times recently where Disney has had a lack of foresight when it comes to these decisions. We just talked about it with Stitch. They closed Stitch without even opening anything new, without even announcing anything new, and then just used it for... um, What's it called? Um, Seasonal. Seasonal stuff and then meet and greets. You know, it's like... Uh, it just kind of like, you know, that kind of happens sometimes. Um, I don't know. I, I think if you would have to have some sort of foresight in the sense of, are we going, are we remodeling this and adding a new theater? Yes. Okay. Are we going to demolish this in less than five years after we put it up or whatever? Uh, or, you know, less than 10 years after we put up the... You know, what's the point of making the expansion? You would just ride it out for the five years and then bulldoze it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what logic would be, because then you're just throwing money down the drain. Because it's also going to be expensive to bulldoze it as well. Right. I mean, somebody's got to operate it. Somebody's got to, like, get the wrecking ball or however they knock these things down. And, 
like actually do the task and then you're gonna have to completely put something new there it just doesn't seem to make any sense because uh, whatever building they put there is going to probably cost millions of dollars I agree so uh, at D23 when this is announced we'll, we'll be eating our words I guess but And our last rumor, uh, Mickey's Fill Our Magic at Magic Kingdom is going to be closing to receive a long-needed digital film upgrade. Um, they have digital versions, you know, for Disneyland Paris and Disneyland California Adventure. Um, so, you know, it's supposedly... You know, supposed to be rolling out in time for you know it, it wouldn't take that long I don't think but they want it all done you know for 2021 that's their you know that's the mandate right is try to get all this stuff done for 2021 because it's the birthday and also that's what's gonna get people are gonna go there for that right I mean if you can say here's all our new stuff for the anniversary people are gonna make a point to go out that year right no, I agree and let's get over to the movies. And um, TV show, streaming stuff. So this is kind of a mix of everything here. During D23, they're going to be um, honoring the new Disney legends. 11 Disney legends. So we got Wing Chow. 37 years at Disney. Um... You know, did a lot of park services um, and resorts to the Asia-Pacific Asia development. Um, we got Robert Downey Jr., two-time award-winning, Academy Award-winning and Golden Globe winner, who's appeared in more than 80 films. That's kind of crazy. I didn't think he'd been in that many. Um he made his Disney debut in 2006 remake of The Shaggy Dog. But of course, he's more known, and the reason why he's probably a Disney legend is for his role as Iron Man in Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, The Incredible Hulk, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, and he is going to be in The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. Oh, wow. John Favreau is getting his um, becoming a Disney legend. So, of course, I was just watching Friends the other day. He's in Friends. I was watching those episodes. Um, but, you know, he's also, you know, directed Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Jungle Book. He's working on Lion King. He is the showrunner for um uh the mandalorian he's been in uh star wars the clone wars star wars of star wars a solo star wars story um he's been in buzz lightyear of star command hercules the tv series um tons of stuff that you probably didn't know he was in james earl jones you know uh mostly known for darth vader and mufasa so there you go and he'll be reprising his Mufasa role in uh, this version coming out in July. Bette Midler, 
I mean, I don't know what she's really been in Disney. Oh, I guess she was in Oliver and Company, um, Hocus Pocus. Be yeah. considered a Disney legend. I guess so. Kenny Ortega, who directed, you know, the hits High School Musical, um, Newsies, uh, Hocus Pocus. I didn't know he directed Hocus Pocus. But yeah, he did High School Musical, Descendants. Barnett Ritchie, um, she was a choreographer at uh, Disneyland. Robin Roberts from ABC and, you know, Good Morning America, ESPN, all that good stuff. Diane Sawyer from ABC News. Ming-Na Wen, who plays uh, Mulan in the cartoon and also was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and still is as Agent May. Hans Zimmer, who is, you know, he's a um, composer. Uh, he did The Lion King in 1994, Muppet Treasure Island, um, Iron Man. It says Iron Man? I didn't think he did Iron Man. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, and Lion King this year. So, Those are your Disney legends. Okay, and uh, on to, I would say, the big news of this. Uh, remember when that Aladdin trailer came out and everybody was making fun of the CGI and everybody's like, this is going to be Disney's live-action flop of the year? Yeah. And you and I it. said, no, Dumbo's the live-action flop of the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were right, because it... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I do say so myself. Um, yeah, it's got a total of 207 million worldwide for the weekend. Uh, actually, this might be an outdated number. Let me get the actual numbers. But yeah, and Avengers Endgame is also reaching two, almost at 2.7 billion it's close to avatar still don't think it's going to get it um so uh, aladdin's four day gross four days because of the holiday 116.81 million um and a 212 million global amount there you go well, well, I will say it was every single review that I've seen of that movie, or not even review, but just people, you know, saying about it, checking in and talking about it afterwards. Every single person has said how good it is and how it's better than it's the best Disney princess one they've done so far. And, it's not a princess one, though, but keep well, going. Well, you know what I mean, like, whatever. That's how they say it, but I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, speaking of this, the, speaking of reviews, the critics' Rotten Tomato score is at 58%. Hmm. The audience score is at 94%. So what a huge gulf of, of a difference there. Um, right. And uh, I went and saw it for my anniversary, and I really liked it. Um 
this was probably for me the first live action movie that I was like, oh, I'll watch that again sometime. You know, I mean, like, and actually mean it. You know, I mean, there was times where I was like, Beauty and the Beast, I'll watch that again sometime. And then, like, I've never had the urge to put it on. But Aladdin for me, and we were talking about this a little bit after I saw it, but, uh, and it does fit the movie, but just the amount of color in this movie is, is, you know, I saw the trailer for Maleficent, uh, too, while I was in the movies, and it's just so drab and gray, and I get it, that's Maleficent, whatever, but, you know, Beauty and the Beast was sort of like that, Dumbo was like that, like, where's the color, you know, like, Cinderella was like that for no reason, I mean, it, it was... Aladdin had the color. It had uh, the dance choreographs were uh, choreography uh, choreograph. Whatever. I don't know. I can't even say it right now. It was was great. The dancing was great. Um, and um, it, it was. I, I some people give him the guy who played Aladdin a hard time. He was. I thought he was great. I thought he was fine. You know, whatever. I mean, it, it, I definitely heard a lot of good things about her. Oh, Naomi Scott was awesome. She was awesome. Uh, Will Smith was awesome, which is what everybody was like. You can't top Robin Williams. You can't, but he's not trying to be Robin Williams in this. Um, right. I, I bought uh, I bought Friend Like Me and uh, Prince Ali from the soundtrack, so I have those. Um, they change up the songs a little bit, just different words here, adding some more lyrics here type of thing. Um, different uh, beats at times. It, it was very different, very cool. But the heart of the music is the same, you know. Uh, they added a new song for Jasmine uh, called Speechless, um, which was done by Alan Menken, who, you know, did the original score, uh, original soundtrack. Um, and, uh, yeah, she was great. Will Smith was great. Uh, it was, um, there, there were so many moments where you just were like, this is, there's one part where he, like, meets Jasmine as Prince Ali, and it, it's so funny. You couldn't get over, I couldn't get over how funny that scene was, uh, to be honest. It was just, I don't know, not what I expected at, at times. Um, but yeah, it was... This movie surprised you in a good way. Yeah, yeah, it, surprised, it was a surprisingly good movie. And the thing is, too, you know, I saw the critic reaction, and etc., and I was like... Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. You know, Aladdin's like my movie as a kid, right? So it, it was, you know, you get worried about that type of thing. But it was it was really good. And um, uh, different, I, I love some of the changes they made to it. And because uh, you, you don't want to just go in and see a shot-by-shot remake, right? I mean, what what you could just watch it at home then at that point. But yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. Um, you know, like I said, people were worried about Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith was great. He was one of the best parts of the movie. Him and Naomi Scott were, were some of the best. So, we'll move on. Uh, tickets are now on sale for Toy Story 4, so you can go get your tickets now. I saw a trailer for Toy Story 4 while I was in there as well. I still don't know how I feel about it. Um, I did read some news, though, that Pete Docter, who's in charge of Pixar right now, is stating that uh, you know after Toy Story 4, it's going to be... Focusing on originals for a bit. And then, I, then I also just saw an article saying that they might make a fifth one. So I guess we'll see what, <laughs> what, which one it is. 
But I, I think that if it's a fifth one, it's going to be a while out. I think they're going to, you know, it sounds like they want to start doing more original work. Uh, so that might be a good thing about the whole John Lasseter leaving. Um, and a rumor here is that the Muppets are going to star in a short series uh, on uh, uh, Disney+. Plus, Like a variety show type thing. Kind of like the original Muppet show. So I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And that's pretty much it. That's our, that's all of our news. I mean, there was more news that we can catch up on next week, but we needed to get out the the big stuff. <laughs> so one really quick thing. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, bloggers that I follow, mm-hmm. she got like an early entry. Basically, somebody from her family works for Disney, mm-hmm. and um, they're in California. So, she got early entry into Galaxy's Edge, and they actually got to do a ride of the Smuggler's Run. Awesome. Um, so, she talked about it on her thing, and basically, some of the things that she said, and she said because she didn't want to like give away you know, a lot of the stuff, but she was basically saying, so I'll pass it on for anyone else who's getting ready to go. Um, there's like, uh, it's basically like you sit two in a row and there's three rows mm-hmm. and the two people in the front, there's one that's a pilot. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that if you have a little kid, don't put them in the front part. Like her daughter was, I think she said you have to be 38 inches to ride mm-hmm. and her daughter is maybe 40 inches, and she said it was still hard for her to reach the buttons that you have to push because you oh, do have okay. to do things as the pilot. And she's like, don't worry, you're not going to like, you know, if the kid misses the button, you know, it's not really going to cause a problem. <laughs> right. But um, she also said that her daughter was more scared in the front seat. And it's just more intense up there. So she said that when they wrote it the second time, the daughter wrote it in the back row, and she enjoyed the ride way more. Okay. So um, just for, like, anybody who's going to go on it, if you have little ones that are a little more skeptical. And she said the thing is is that if no matter what, whether you sit next to them or behind them, you can't reach your child. Hmm. So as they're, like, freaking out or something, she's like, there's just – no way of getting to them right basically you're, you're spaced just far enough because you you're supposed to be flying it right right so um but she said it's really really awesome of course so but just that little bit of tidbit to try and you know help anybody out that right. needs to know or to prepare because you know like nathan's so anxious and nervous about a lot of stuff and yeah I, I hate that feeling going into a ride not knowing what to expect because I don't know how to make him feel better about it, you know? So, that was all. Right. I mean, it's a... Um, uh, I can't believe it's here. Uh, Galaxy's Edge opens in a few days over in California. Uh, and we're just three months away from it really, you know, opening here. It's going to be open by the time we go again. That's It doesn't feel real. Um, yeah. Especially, like I said, it's been so long since this was first announced, 2015. But originally, they also said they were working on stuff back in 2013. I remember because I was sitting in my apartment 
during my program and thinking like, oh yeah, they're saying some Star Wars stuff is coming. And it just never went anywhere for two years, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's six years ago. And here it is. It's finally here. So I'm really excited for anybody that's going to be able to go and experience this right away. I wish I could. Uh, but I can't. So whatever. Uh, with how fast it went this this time, it's, it's just going to be really quick till October. So hopefully I get a chance to ride stuff while I'm down there, at least walk through the land. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. It's always great when a new land opens up at Disney. I remember being really excited for Pandora opening, even though I had not seen Avatar. So it's just almost like Christmas, right? You're like, oh, when's that opening? You know, like it's different. And it's different than like going to a movie or like being excited for a video game or a movie because you're actually walking through it and experiencing it and there's nothing else that can really put you in that story. You know, yeah, you can feel emotion while you're watching a movie or playing a video game, but actually watching it, uh, like walking through it, feeling it, you know, eating the food, drinking the drinks, you know, it, it's... Immersing yourself yes, in it. Yes, it it's like you're in it. so much different. And uh, I think one thing that really led me to know what that's going to be like is of course going to harry potter and universal uh because that's what really started upping disney to do this type of you know experiencing immersing uh where we get full lands of of franchises like star wars and before the hope was oh we ride star tours right and we feel like we're in it for just a little bit but now you're going to be in the story you know that like they said they have the app they have story outcomes of riding the rides and if you fail maybe if you don't push that button right uh bounty hunters might say something different to you people in the cantina might say stuff different to you so that's what's really going to be amazing and and feel really cool and and different that you can't really do in any other medium than theme parks and uh, i'm really excited for it so uh we're going to be signing off that is galaxy's edge opening week we're in it right now uh at california if you do happen to go, let us know what you think. Write into us, Facebook us, Instagram at us. Where can they Instagram at us? Uh, Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. And where can they Instagram you to say, yes, Nathan would like this ride? <laughs> All Geyer Adventures. A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures. And you can follow us on Facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast. Twitter at BT Disney Podcast. Uh, I think that's everything. So we're going to sign off. Uh, You guys enjoy Galaxy's Edge if you're lucky. And uh, just let us know what you thought of Aladdin. Let us know anything about what we talked about. Uh, Rumors, what you want to see. Do you want Soaring to go or not? So let us know and we'll catch you all next week. See ya. Low battery. (laughs) See ya real soon.